I was born a twin. And growing up, I had a lot in common with my twin sister. But when we were kids, we took the standardized IQ test. And they told me, you're not the smart one. I was surprised because genetically we were the same. I don't know if that test was correct. And I, I don't care. Because at an early age, I decided I was going to control my destiny. And I was determined to be successful. My teachers said that in order to be successful, I had to excel at the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Only later did I learn that only one of those actually started with an R. There was one other R that I needed in order to be successful. And it's not what you think, but it's what all of the successful people I know have. And it's what I had after I was broke, unemployed, and devastated at 23 to being more successful than I could ever have imagined. And the fourth R is called resilience. Resilience is such a key part of being successful. You don't need to be the smartest, you don't need to be the hardest working, and you don't need to have the highest IQ. Have you ever failed in school, in work, in business? Well, if you have, great, because you are one step closer, because failure is essential to mastering resilience. I was watching an episode of The Biggest Loser recently, and it reminded me of my dad. Not because my dad's trying to lose weight on TV for money, but because early on, when I was a kid, he used to ask me, Kim, what's the worst thing that happened to you today? That's kind of a weird thing to ask. But he did it for a purpose. He was building my resilience. He was making me stronger. So I tell him the worst thing that had happened to me that day. You'll never believe it, Dad. Wait till you hear this. And recently I called him. I told him, Dad, you'll never believe what happened to me today. We won a big contract. But one of my key engineers had left. How was I going to build it? I was actually proud of myself. There's no way he could top that. He said, Kimmy, I'm so glad you called me. One of my companies can't make payroll, and I was going to call you for a loan. What? He won that, and I was a loser. What my dad taught me early on is that failure hurts badly. But when you get knocked down, you have to get up again and keep going. I had my best, worst failure at age 23, right after I graduated from Pepperdine. I went to work for a hot internet startup in Los Angeles. It was a job of my dreams. I called all of my friends. I said, I'm going to be a dot-com millionaire. You guys need to come work with me. We can all be millionaires. What could go wrong? It was right after Yahoo had gone public, and I was confident Yahoo would be the biggest search engine forever. 
It was like being on a rocket ship. But unfortunately, that rocket ship crashed, and I was devastated. In an instant, someone had erased my career, my identity, and my future. I had to lay off all of my friends. And eventually, I was laid off too. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have anyone to call because my friends who I'd promised to become dot-com millionaires now were actually broke. Not even a Hallmark card can help that. I was broke, unemployed, and devastated. The average 23-year-old is only one of these things, and I was all three. I wanted to go home, go to bed, pull the covers over my head, and have an affair with Ben and Jerry. I had hit rock bottom. And I also hit the bottom of the pint of Rocky Road. And at that moment, I realized I needed to get up. I had to keep going. I believed in the internet, and I believed in the opportunity. There was only one problem. I was broke. My track record of bankruptcy made it hard for anyone to want to lend me money. The economy had crashed, so I called the one person I thought could give me more flexible terms on a loan. My 80-year-old grandma said, Grandma, I've got an amazing investment opportunity for you in the internet. She said, Kimmy, what's an internet? I tried to explain her what the internet was, but it was a little bit hard for her to grasp. So I think it turned out well for me because she gave me the loan anyway. She made a bet on me. So with $10,000 from my grandma, I bought a computer, a business license, and a one-way ticket to Hawaii. Sounds beautiful. It was. Sounded like a perfect opportunity. Everyone says, poor you, you had to go to Hawaii. But the reality is, I went there because I could live rent-free with my boyfriend. And I spent the next three years working from his kitchen table. I didn't learn the hula. I didn't learn to surf. Actually, did I forget to mention, this was the reality. His sister and her best friend actually lived with us. And 10 feet away every day, they would blare MTV and smoke weed. They were hotboxing my office. It was very, very hard to concentrate, and not the most ideal startup environment. And it was at this kitchen table that I took control of my future and my destiny. After five years, the company had grown to $100 million, which I sold in 2008 and sold again in 2014 for $235 million. It was at this time that I learned resilience, and that resilience was a muscle that you could strengthen and build. But in 2014, that muscle was about to be tested to its breaking point. This is a story I've never shared publicly until now. It just hurt too much. Five years ago, when I was looking to, stop, to, to sell my company, I put a post-it on my bathroom mirror. Said the date, 
June, said the potential acquirer, and I had my vision there so I could see it every day. What I also had next to that vision was a picture of the ultrasound of my twins. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. I had tried for nearly six years. I was trying to get pregnant, and it wasn't, it just didn't happen. We did everything. Having a family was a dream I wanted and a gift I wanted my entire life, but nothing worked. IVF, the doctors, we didn't know. I would have traded all of my business success to have a baby. So we decided to get a surrogate. And six years later, it worked. We got the news we were having twins. And being a twin, I was over the moon. I couldn't believe it. This was the best news I'd ever heard. And we weren't going to tell anyone to at least the second trimester. We'd been on a roller coaster during the pregnancy trying to get pregnant, and we just didn't want to jinx it. It was nerve-wracking. And plus, I had this big deal I was working on to occupy my mind. It was the perfect plan. I would sell the company in June, and the babies would come in August. But life never goes according to plan. I'd been training my whole life. I'd built my, my resilience muscle. But on May 5th, 2014, the best and worst day of my life, I got a call from the doctor. They said, Kim, your babies have an infection and they're going to be delivered. It was 24 weeks, four months early. Did you know the number one cause of newborn death is prematurity? And that's anything under 37 weeks? We were at 24. The doctor said there was a 50-50 chance they would even survive. I felt so helpless and so powerless. It wasn't until even a couple weeks ago that I could even look at a picture. I had to call my family and ask them to send this to share with you. When our twins were born, we didn't get a hold of them. They weighed less than a pound, and they were whisked away to the newborn intensive care unit. My husband and I did not know what we were going to do. The first time that we were even able to touch them was through the hands of an incubator. My husband can put his ring on the wrist of my son, and it would dangle like a bracelet. My son's brain was bleeding, and my daughter had a hole in her heart. Every day, we did not think they were going to survive. My company, there was hundreds of lives depending on me to close a deal. And in the hospital, there was two children fighting for their lives. That picture was a vivid memory, and a vivid nightmare that I never wanted to look at. 
never wanted to relive. Our twins taught us what it meant to be strong and resilient. Weeks went by, and my daughter had a successful heart surgery. And my son's brain stopped bleeding before it impacted him. They showed us true strength. And day by day, they got stronger. Four and a half months later, we finally got to take them home. Before that day, if someone had asked me what success looks like, I would have said this. Yes, we closed the deal, and we sold for nearly a quarter of a billion dollars. But today, if you ask me what success looks like, it looks like this. John and Elle taught us what true resilience looks like. So if you fail, learn from it. And if you fall, get back up. And if it feels impossible, keep going. That is the secret to success. Thank you.